You don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't have to clap anymore. I'm right here. I can see it right here. I'll just. You know what? I like the syncing up. We're here together now. It's already synced. It's amazing. Don't worry about the clap anymore. Relax. No Actually, clapping. I'm not gonna say no that because you're still gonna do some remote episodes. <laughs> yeah. So don't. So maybe we'll keep the keep habit. the. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to practice good habits. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. So hey, we're back. Welcome back to the podcast. Patrick Chappelle here. So glad you're with us. We have another episode. I hope you're ready for this one, my dear friend, wonderful human, father, husband. Business leader, thinker, tall guy, bald guy, Wes Bender is on the podcast today. I am a big fan of Wes. Wes and I have known each other for a very long time. And you know how you meet those people or you have people in your life where you don't see each other all the time. But when you do see each other, it's like you're picking up right where you left off. That is what conversations are like with Wes Bender. He and I just, we're just in sync. We are we are cut from the same cloth. Uh, we kind of have a rhythm, a dance to our conversations that always lead to something interesting. And I was like, we've got to get you on the show. we got to have you here. And here it is. He is, um, you're going to hear an episode where he has kind of been transitioning into some new roles with work, but I would say, uh, generally speaking, he's been everything from a pastor to a leader of a nonprofit organization, uh, to a consultant, to a, a coach of leaders. He has done so many different and wonderful roles and has some fascinating insights that I think you're going to really enjoy today on the podcast. So, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But before I go to this last segment, I want to make sure the guys and girls who are listening, you know, don't forget to continue uh, to leave uh, reviews on the Apple podcast platform, to follow us on social media, Patrick Podcast, to share the episode. Those things, those comments, those stars and the ratings are so helpful. You just don't understand. I think some of you do, but they're very, very helpful. And I promise we're going to have a Patreon soon. I'm committed to making that happen before the end of the year. And we also will hopefully have some merch, like some cool dad hats, some shirts, some stickers, who knows, some fanny packs, socks, shorts. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, who's that? It's our friend. <laughs> hey Patrick. Hey, what's up? What's new? What's old? We're uh, in your new space. This is the yeah. second uh, in here. second intro bit we've done in the new space. Yeah, and first full episode. First full space. episode in the new space. Yeah, That's so right. you'll notice that. Um, yeah. I'm present again in the interview. Um which is fun. I missed oh. I missed being a part of that. It's what we were missing. <laughs> It was. I think that well, the when the, that's kind. I Thank I you. think in the you know when we were first starting this thing, we were all together all the time. There was us. There was some magic there, and I think that was part of it. Was all of us being in the room together at the same time. So 
It did feel like there was like an energy that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, Here for it. Yeah. Well, what yeah. uh, what what else is happening? Any uh, any other news um, updates? I, I feel like I keep saying this um to people, and and it's just because like uh the people that I love, I just find that they'll love to hear this information. Sure. But it's starting to feel like I'm like bragging about it as if it's my news, but I'm an uncle now. Let's go. I, it's not like that. It, like I'm very happy for my brother and his wife, but like I, I feel like because I keep telling people about it, it's like it's my baby, you know. But I don't feel like that at all. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. But yeah, I'm I an mean, uncle yeah, now. yeah. Uh, As someone who's been an uncle for a while, you forget that there's still some people who are not uncles yet. Okay, fair. So it's like it's exciting. So feel yeah. feel braggadocious. It's my first time yeah. being an uncle. First time being an uncle. That is a officially. First. I've been officially. called Uncle Ben before. Oh wow. Um, yeah, my. Boss's my old boss's kid would call me Uncle Ben. Oh, I thought you just like rice. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as like Spider Man's Uncle Ben. It's fair. I don't mess Probably with that rice man. <laughs> just kidding. So you're an uncle. Yeah, I'm an uncle now. Um, I haven't met my niece. Um, That's awesome. But I'm gonna leave her name out. Um, that's fine. I don't know what they want yeah, to do with no. that, so I'm gonna leave it yeah, out. We don't need it. Yeah, we'll I've see. Got it. a niece now. Yeah. If you if you know Ben's brother, you'll see the name. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting. Um. And I've got three albums for you if you want it. That's hero. Um. First one. Um. Any Stranger Things fans out there? Oh. I'll wait for the answer. We are. We are. <laughs> uh. So. The one of the actors who's been in from the beginning of the show, he um, he plays the original boyfriend to the older sister, but they like broke up or I oh, haven't kept up yeah, with the show. Yeah, so I don't yeah, know. But yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. longer hair. He's been in since the beginning. Is the actor's name is Joey Keery. That's right. Um and but he is an artist. Um he goes by Joe D J O. Um, and he just released his debut album or not his debut album, maybe a second album, but it feels like a new debut. Um, but it's called decide and it is super cool. It's like tame Impala meets the talking heads. Um, it is awesome. Really? It's super awesome. It has that kind of throwback nostalgic vibe to it as stranger things does. Um, but it's very modern. Um, very, very cool. What's the track? What's the, what's the track that stands out to you? Do you have one? Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it, it it's weirdly just, a great front to back album. Okay. That's, Patrick. Hey, that's even um, better. That's but, even better. Yeah, I would say a highlight for me is Half-Life. Okay. Um, that one is great. And it's, it, the track right after it is called Fool. I just think those two tracks back to back are very, it's a very nice range of the entire album. Love it. Um, so yeah, there's that one. Okay. Um, I've got, um, shoot, what was my second album going to be? I don't remember here. Oh yeah. Uh, this album was actually sent to me the other day. Never heard of this band or this album. Um, this was sent to me by a friend. It, uh, it's called Blushing by a group called copeland c-o-p-e-l-a-n-d it is a beautiful album very like cool. copeland copeland yeah i'd never heard of them um but maybe i'm huh. crazy uh, yeah 
You've never, oh yeah. Yeah. You've never heard of Copeland. Oh, dude. Yeah, this you, album was great. You gotta listen to the first album. Okay, I will. Immediately. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hooked. Like that. It's they're this is so why I'm good. This is why I'm recommending oh, it because I I was hooked. I haven't like, heard right that. Away. I'm glad you mentioned it. Blushing. I yeah. knew they were coming out with new stuff, but uh, that's yeah. that's good. So, um, and it looks like this isn't even the latest album. Uh, Blushing. It looks like this is the second latest album. Um, but anyways. Uh, Blushing by Copeland, that one is great. I'm sure the other stuff is great. I'm oh, excited yeah. to dig through it, but Blushing in particular is the one that I would recommend. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, not an album. It's a single, but still worth it. Local hero and friend of ours, Jack Thompson, debut Ooh. single. Y'all. First song released. So good. Pull My Shoot oh. by Jack Thompson. J-A-C. It is okay. so It is so good. This good. is this is an artist that has been to give you listeners some information. This is an artist that no joke, I have I have known to be working on their debut music for since since 2015, 2016. Yeah. So this is a this is a five year so hold more than that. Wow. A uh, six, seven year. Yeah. Uh six, seven years of cooking. And um I'm just so happy for her. And it's uh it is a really good song. Like I love it and I'm mad. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm an, I'm gonna need some band? more. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, need yeah. some more. Yeah, yeah. Soon, because I'm just this grateful is it's so, here now. Oh and, yeah, uh, I'm grateful that there is more to come. That's um, right. So uh, check it out. Yeah, very very exciting. Jack has had a very exciting year. Um, first song, she's on tour with Ellie Holcomb. Yeah, um, you can. I think she gets to play some of her music a lot on that tour. So if you if you're listening and you are planning on, or if you're interested in seeing Ellie Holcomb, just know that this artist Jack Thompson is on that tour. And you might get to hear some of her stuff, and yeah. it's well worth it. That's great. Um, so yeah. Uh, and before we jump into the episode, I just was talking music. I want to hear your thoughts on the Paramore track. I haven't listened to it yet, but ah. I do think it was very funny. I don't know if you saw they did like a like a live stream Q and A. Uh, uh-uh, I didn't see that, or maybe it wasn't a Q and A. It was just a live stream like hangout yeah. to like premiere the music video. Yeah, and there wasn't audio. And they never realized it. Oh, so it no. was like it was like 15 minutes of just the band like silent, <laughs> like clearly talking about stuff, which makes oh. me think maybe it was pre-recorded. But right. that's okay. That's you know, okay. it's fine. They're busy. They're big shots now. Um, yeah. But it's very funny. There's videos uh, that people have taken of you just see the chat like spamming. Where's the audio? Where's the audio? No audio. No audio. And the band is just happily chatting away. Baba di bada. So yeah, uh, that's... I've seen that, and that was very funny. Yeah, um, but I haven't listened to the new song. Okay, we'll we'll let you. They're a band listen. that I'm totally fine. They can make every comeback forever. Like they can break up. They can oh, come yeah. back. That I think that they are one of those bands that like it doesn't matter. Yeah, just do your thing. Just do like, your thing. Y'all are great. You truly. I'm not gonna say anything about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till you hear it. Cool. Before I'm we excited. get some get some chatter about it. I liked Haley's solo stuff that oh, she did a past couple of years. Loved yeah, it. So. Loved it. Okay, there you go, folks. Hope you're having a great day and enjoy this episode with Wes Bender. Peace.
Wes. <laughs> yes. What's up? <laughs> oh, does anyone start a podcast with just "What's up, man"? I'll take that. Probably most of them. I'm most living the life. I'll hey. answer that. I'm living the life right now. If Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy with lots of good things. Wow, that's my that's my life right now. Come out the gate preaching. Yeah, come on. Wow. So I uh, I wake up every morning. I look at what I. What time do you get up in the morning? Day. I'm about four. I'm about four four thirty. Riser, I'm early morning. In the a.m.? That's an a.m. It's an a.m. time right there. Wait, Roger what? just choked on his own I think, spit. I didn't know you could wake up that early. I think I was going to bed at three. And you're yeah. not like trying to, you're not trying to catch flights. So my wife, yeah, that's right. So my wife and I are often giving each other a high five because she yeah. is in law school. She's in her fourth year of law school, that's killing good. it. Yes. She'll take the bar next July. And um, she, so she gets home, she goes at night. She gets home at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and she'll work for a while. So there are times, because there's also times where I'll wake up at like two or three in the morning. That's also a true story. So I will get up sometimes and she's just going to bed. Wait, what time do you go to bed? Are you about to go to bed right now? Uh, typically. <laughs> it's bedtime coming. <laughs> it's bedtime soon. <laughs> uh, here's, here's my general routine. Okay. So I'll wake up early, get all kinds of stuff done and before the kids are waking up and everything. Because yeah, you have two kids. I have three. Three kids. I have three of those. How do I not? I have three spawn. That. They're three wonderful. Kids. Yes. Uh, they are freshmen at Overton High School. Let's go over. Seventh grader at Oliver Middle School and a third grade little Love girl it. at Granbury Elementary School. We are strong Metro Nashville Public School, Davidson County wow. family. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, my girl goes to bed about 830. I'll put her down and... We will say prayers, and I will typically immediately fall asleep. There are times when I sleep for about an hour or so, and yeah. then I'll wake up. So I take like a little power nap at 8.30 <laughs> in the night. That's what we call that. A little evening power nap. Evening power nap. I'll wake up, and I'll do one of two things. Okay. I will either hang out with the boys for a little bit. I'll wait till my wife gets home so we can hang out for a bit and then go back to sleep for the night, wake up 4, 4.30. Or uh, the movies are not showing late movies as much anymore during the week, but I'll often take oh, a power right. nap and then yeah. I will go to the movie theater. That's right. I, t- I go to a lot of movies. That's one of the things I love to do yeah. and have for forever since I was young. So I'll go to the movies by myself, a late movie, and typically have about a 15 or 20 minute power nap during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> was there I'll, a movie that you watched you were like, I'm uh, kind of sad I slept at 15 minutes. I wish I would have watched the... Oh yeah, there's always. I'll wake up and uh, you know and be like, oh man, I really like this movie. I can't, I can't believe I fell asleep. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be waking up so early. <laughs> Maybe I should. I can't. I I am at the point now. Like I don't have an alarm. My alarm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, know that I mean, I just pop up, ready to rock. Yeah. Um, so this leads us back to what how this all started. What what you know? I wake up in the morning and I look at the day. People wake up on a spectrum, right? You either wake up and you're like, oh, what do I have to do today? Right. Or you wake up and you're like. What do I get to do today? Yeah. Right? I like and that. And every day you wake up somewhere along that spectrum, right? Most people are probably somewhere in the middle most of the time. I I am about a nine, nine and a half, if it was on a 10, of waking up. What do I get to do today? Wow. As far as that concern, the, the issue with me is, is just too much of it. That, yeah. That, that's what I, I, I get myself into tons of stuff. Yeah. So and, you have tight windows of like, I'm here for an yeah. hour. I got this thing. Yeah, I have yeah. a 30 minute window. 
Yeah. Get from this thing well, to the next thing. I mean, I could open up my calendar here right. and you could you could take a look at it. it oh yeah. Is, that's you know. yeah. That's similar to my calendar. Right. Yeah. I didn't know you could add that many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I but, get that. Yeah. But I love them all. Oh yeah. And um so anyway. In some in some ways you're you're like, I, I wish that I like didn't have to do all well, not you you want to do all the things, mm-hmm. not out of and I think this is another key too. Come on. Some people want to do things or feel like they have to do things out of obligation. Yeah. Like, oh, I I, I gotta do this, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. This meeting, this event, this whatever. Because like they I, I gotta do it for this person. I gotta yeah. do I feel obligated to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And or or, or, or they've got yeah. a badge of honor with that. the badge of they've honor. They've always had right. their value in right. I'm a busy person. Right. Therefore, right. not busy. That that's not me. I mean, I can chill with the best of them. Oh yeah. Too at times. But I only do things that I think are fun. Yeah. That I'm, that are fun and that I want to do. That's right. So if it's on the calendar, I want to do it. Yeah. And it's not because I feel like people pleasing, like I'm trying to people please. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I like, I think I can do it. Yeah. I have the energy for it. Yeah. And I want to do it. Yeah. That's good. And I think people forget to ask themselves sometimes, why, why am I doing this today? Right. Right. Because the if they really were to step back, their answer is typically going to be, "I'm I'm going through the motion." Yeah, because this is what I do. Well, it's it's uh it's it's either uh let like uh, I've often tried to say it like this: like sometimes I feel like a uh, life is happening to me mm-hmm. instead of me happening to my life, mm-hmm. and so I just kind of the things are just coming, and I'm just going through the motions versus like. No, I'm in this day. Yeah. I'm present in this day. I'm owning this day. I'm I'm an I'm consciously here and not somewhere else or not numb to yeah. the space that I'm in yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then mm. we used to learn that at an early age, I feel like, but we're not we we're not anymore. No. We we Yeah, we, what what have you noticed as as a dad of three kids who are in elementary, middle, and high school? Yeah. How their elementary high school experience has, was different from your elementary high school experience. I don't know if the the school experience is different. So they're still like it's teasing the, and bullying and yeah, yeah. I mean, flirting and yeah. And my my kids' elementary, middle, and high school square pizza are, are very man. I love square pizza. Like I remember a story uh, in high school when they had square pizza, and I only had enough money for one tray right but on square pizza day like literally i would ask the lunch ladies when is square pizza this week at the beginning of the week and they would tell me so i'd bring extra money that day to get extra square pizza well this particular day it was on a monday oh and so when i asked i went in in and asked lunch and you know my good friend Susie, who's lunch lady (laughs) suze she i called her suze i said suze she's like yeah wes i was like how are you going to play somebody? But I can't, you can't give me a heads up. That's going to be Monday. And Suze said, well, I didn't. Well, I only brought enough money for one tray. So I remember when I stole square pizza that day from the cafeteria. Wait, how did you steal it? I hid a piece, two pieces of square pizza underneath another piece of square pizza and put the other Bro, they knew you were doing that. Around they, they knew you were have. doing that. I felt so You've bad. You've seen your kids this try to you steal every, things. This tells you like, everything so about me, right? <laughs> Just go ahead and stereotype me with all my Enneagram numbers now as well. Oh. It, I felt so guilty. 
went after eating that pizza. I was sick the rest of the day. And of course, the next day I brought extra money and paid him for the pizza that I'd wow. stolen the what day a before. Nerd. I own that. I receive. I received that adjective. You were just <laughs> you, giving. You were giving the pizza a free me. trial. Is what you were doing. <laughs> you didn't steal because you pay for it later. You, you pay for it later. Free yeah. trial. You got a free. Pizza. Yeah. I, I was, so we're talking about this. This generation growing up. This school's not as different. Their schools are a lot like mine. That growing up, I was in public school. My wife is a Lipscomb lifer, so wow. she's she grew wow. up private yeah, school, of notes. course. And um, but. Talking about the that there's a very different culture. Oh yeah, and I do the the two things that I think I find that the culture my kids are growing up in is one, if you can justify it, rationalize it, it's okay. If you can, and so and which so is not hard. Dan to do. just Dan just changed the paradigm of how we view right right my stealing as I was stealing the pizza. He's saying no, you're not stealing it. You're beta testing it or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think. I think this generation would not have that as a joke. They would say, oh, no, I'm doing this for, and almost be able to justify, rationalize yeah. it out yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a big piece of the culture that, that they're growing up with. And so I, when, you, when you see your kids going down that path, especially your older yeah. two, yeah. how do you... Well, I, I beat them. <laughs> 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 There's, 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 there's a lot of do a true crime podcast there's now. A lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot of or else initiatives that take place in my household. Well, we we really operate from a place of fear. Oh, that's right? good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Are you saving? Are you saving does. for their therapy funds right now? That's that should right. be a, well. That, that should be like a graduation that, fund and a therapy yeah, fund. Well, for our every measure child. of success is making sure they're going to make enough money to be able to afford the therapy that they're going to need <laughs> yeah. to back it. It's true for all of us it's in true. some oh, way. It doesn't matter every, what your childhood was. If you're listening right. and you don't have a therapist, yeah. girl, go get a therapist right now. <laughs> right now. Pause this podcast. Right. Call a therapist That's now. Right. Say, I need a consultation That's right. Today. And if you do, check check on your friends. <laughs> yeah. Check on them. <laughs> they need you right now. <laughs> they... They are looking for you. They, yes. they haven't said it yet. They may not have put their finger on it yet. They haven't. But yeah. they need you. They need you. For That's sure. right. We're sorry this podcast isn't sponsored by BetterHelp yet. <laughs> not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We will get We would try to help. We uh, that's what you help. told me to do. <laughs> try to... <laughs> That's what Here's what you do: listen to another podcast there. that has ads, <laughs> and then come back. <laughs> come back to us. Listen to it on two times speed. <laughs> so no, I think the other thing talking about this generation, the culture they grew up in, one of the things that irks me so much is I feel better about myself when I can make something else look bad. Right. I win. I feel great as long as I can make something else look negative in some way, shape, or form. That way I'm justified in not really producing anything. Yeah. Right? No. I can feel good because I'm not that over there. Right. Right? That's right. And th I think that is extremely detrimental. Uh, right now. And I do think some of that culture has led our schools to, to really lean into extrinsic motivation uh, to get students to do what they need them to do rather than helping a student understand their value to the classroom. Yeah. So they have intrinsic motivation to actually yeah. learn or, you know, uh, be a part of something or whatever too. And so I think, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot there. there. Yeah. So, okay. We kind of got really deep in there. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> who, who, yeah, who, who are you, Wes? 
<laughs> How long have we known each other at this point? I mean, since college, college, since college. we met in college. So, do you remember the first time we met? Oh, I, too. I do not. I, I. Do you have the earl? What's your earliest memory of me? Oh boy, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Where, know. I don't know. No, you looked at my face. I really, it looked like I was really coming, bringing something to mind. Something but good. It was, yeah. it was clearly uneventful. Well we, well, we were in school. We <laughs> both, so what's interesting is they both went to school together and we grew up both in public schools, yep. but we both ended up going to yes. a private school. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. How did you end up at Lipscomb? I, it was, you know, the, at the time, I was going to this church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we went on a college tour. East and, Brainerd? Were you yep, at East I was Brainerd? at East Brainerd, mm-hmm. and we went to Lipscomb, we went to Freed Hardeman, and mm-hmm. went to Harding, mm-hmm. and the I had never, I never heard church of- Church of Christ Gambit? I, yeah, was. the Gambit. We went through the, you know, I, I never heard of these places. Yeah. At all. I didn't even know there was such things as Christian University, huh. and I was a junior in high school. Huh. And so I loved Lipscomb, and I did not care for the other two. No, no, no disrespect to those institutions that just weren't, they weren't a good fit for me. And so I applied. I loved the city. I'm a city person. I love cities and big cities. And, and not even at that time, Lipscomb wasn't necessarily a big city, but it was bigger compared to Chattanooga. Yeah. Like Chattanooga was like kind of a very smallish family centric kind of city. And I was like, I want to go to something bigger than this. Mm -hmm. And the other two, Freed and Harding, they're smaller than Chattanooga. I know, right? (laughs) Crazy. So that's Cersei how. And, Jackson. And, and I apply. I applied to like NYU because I wanted to be an actor. And I applied to uh, some schools in Alabama. I was born in Birmingham. Yeah. And those schools just financially didn't work out or made sense for me. And so Lipscomb kind of became the answer. That was way more. That was way more thought than I think I gave to <laughs> how I ended up at Lipscomb. In fact, I've. I'm very confident it's way more thought. Lipscomb was the path of least resistance. To oh, me. yeah. I think that's what it was at the end of the day. I, 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 I and you're not, from where originally? Uh, well, originally uh, Atlanta. I was born down there and grew up some in Knoxville, Tennessee as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Apologies. I am a big Tennessee fan, which we had a big win over the Gators last weekend, which we're still... Yeah. Uh, excited about time stamped the podcast (laughs) (laughs) went over the gators this year (laughs) uh, once twice in the last 18 years (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is coming to you from the 90s that's right right. we'll deal with it in the intro i'm really looking forward to my college experience I'm trying to decide <laughs> on go. where I'm going to go to school there right now. See, we, we, we fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> so we met in college and we've been friends, you know, pretty much ever since then. We have, I mean, we've, yeah. we've, cause our, cause what we're some, our thing, our thought processes, yeah. you know, some, you know, some of that definitely meshes well. So, yeah. and even though we've gone different places, anytime we get together, we've got a lot to talk about. That's right. I feel like so, which is really makes getting together a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 So now as you, we were talking earlier, you're, you kind of got your hands in a lot of different kind of areas in life. Yes. Uh, you've worked, you know, in, uh, the nonprofit, you know, space, mm-hmm. a lot you've, of the nonprofit social sector. So, space. So, yeah. Lots so yeah. T- like kind of how, what was kind of, uh, how did you start that path? Yeah. Like, did you, I mean, you, you came to the school you went to, you went to Lipscomb, 
when you graduate and you're like, okay, here's, here's what I think I'm going to do in my life. Like, yeah. I'm sure, I don't know what you thought when you were a senior in college, yeah. but I'm, I, I would imagine that that guy did not imagine this guy who's sitting here right now. Or, or maybe, or maybe you did kind of have somewhat of a vision of like, we're going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get married. Yeah. We're going to have these kids. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we may be living in Atlanta yeah. or something like that. Maybe that was maybe a thought. I don't know. That, that makes me think about a lot of different things. So I don't even know where I'm going to start, but here we go. Yeah. Feel free to uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. grab me back. You need to. So I think, I think the thing I'm really, really good at, right. Is taking any taking data and insights, quantitative data, but also insights, right? Conversations right. and uh, verbatim questions of surveys and everything, and aggregating all that together to find what is there in that moment, right? Yeah, I make a really good living basically doing that yeah. in in any given moment, uh, and so I think my life has been that way a lot too. Interesting, like. Yeah. I think in any given moment, I'm constantly taking what's available to me at that time and putting it together and say, here's what's here. Let's go have fun with that and whatever that is. And so, uh, and I've never thought about it like that before until you asked me that question, actually. Wow. Uh, and so if I look back and tracked you through, uh, which I could certainly do, kind of what different things I've, I've gotten to do and be a part of and everything, that's, that's the first time it's almost made sense to me as to why I've done some of the things that I've done and I yeah. get my hands in so much stuff because I'm constant. I'm not, I don't have an end in mind out there. When you say when younger Wes imagined me being here, younger Wes didn't really imagine myself anywhere. Right. Younger Wes was always taking the information that we had and doing something with it right there. Yeah. And then that led to the next thing Yeah. that became more information. And so my life's been this thing that completely, it's like more and more and more information I can get a hold of and aggregate all that together, the, 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 the more fun I can have with everything that's there. So, wow. I mean, I've, I've traveled the world with students uh, all over the place. My, my, my initial big career was um, uh, 13 years in the YMCA in Atlanta. That's where all three of my kids were born down there. Wow. I was the director of youth and international initiatives for 27 branches of the YMCA in Atlanta. So we would bring huge demographics of students together, diverse demographics together, and basically do um, what what people might call international mission trips, but with every, every demographic you can possibly think of. That's amazing. Uh, and we'd go travel and partner up with international YMCAs literally so, all over the world. So you, you've gone deep down the rabbit hole of the YMCA. Yes. Right? Now, I... I so I'm I'm so interested by that organization. Mm -hmm. I have been for a while, just for a variety of reasons. But my my question for you is like, do you get a sense of like when was the moment that the why made its shift? Yeah. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Because sure. it's like the the YMCA that the village people sing about. Well, that was the YMCA way long before this the village saying, people, right? Yeah. yeah. Before, yeah. the, but the song does not necessarily connect to the organization yeah. that is currently existing yeah. in all of the cities so around the country. you're talking about late, late 70s, 80s, yeah. when the village people were rocking the yeah. YMCA song yeah. big time, right? Yeah. That's about when we were born, right? Yeah. Right around that era, yeah. era or whatever. The YMCA is 160, 170 years old total. 
started with a guy named John Armott as well. And John Armott, one of his biggest things he did was the student volunteer movement. It was an evangelical movement uh, that was birthed through this organization called the YMCA, which was centered around young men yeah. and, and evangelizing young men because they were the influencers in every community across the, across the globe. The student volunteer movement was a global evangelical movement in a while. I mean, one of the first programs of the YMCA was handing out Bibles during the World War. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so, you know, you look at that, that's the history of the YMCA. That's, that's the real history of the YMCA. Now, since then, um, its claim to fame is uh, every YMCA is autonomous, so it's looking for the needs in its community yeah. and the gaps in its community and filling those needs. Yeah. Uh, partnerships with other nonprofits and organizations. The, you know, fast forward till now, we could go through the history and everything. Sure. Uh, the YMCA... Uh, found in the 80s and 90s, found this huge revenue driver called membership in, in fitness centers. Because they were the first ones, right? Or really the first ones to really like do it in the way that, that we're now about to talk about. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely they were. And so in order to maintain and be good stewards of that huge revenue source that began right. to came in, the Y began to not uh, develop Pro program directors, innovators who are creating programs for community, they began to groom operators yeah. of membership. And, and, it, and it grew like crazy because of a rev the revenue that was membership. Well, membership, membership became the focal point. How can you grow your membership in the community? And then the, the real need-based stuff became, well, we provide scholarships for membership at the school. That's what kept the YMCA with its uh, 501c3 nonprofit status uh, wow. along the way, is we provide financial assistance to people who can't afford being a part of this membership, right? Yeah. There's a huge resurgence in the YMCA right now. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> to get back to the roots of yeah. are we measuring revenue are we measuring membership yeah, are we good. measuring achievement belonging relationship you know is that by being a member do i intrinsically feel better about my spirit mind in addition to my body right interesting so the ymca is a unbelievable case study for a, a nonprofit organization yeah and, and it's hard because, you know, what does the YMCA do? What age do you serve? All of those. Oh. What, what programs do you run? All of those programs. What, oh. Who do you partner with? Everyone. Everyone. Right? I mean, it's for a strategic planner to come in and, and try to get their hands around. How do we focus on one thing? Yeah. The YMCA is focused on everybody. So right? what, what do you think? So as you've worked with churches, nonprofits, not-for-profits mm -hmm. in, your, in your career, mm -hmm. what do you think stops these organizations from taking the YMCA approach, which is let's just say yes. And let's get creative about how we say yes to all the people and all the partnerships mm. and all the things. Well, I think, I, I, I don't think that's a good thing. So, so you, when you say, what, pre, what do you prevent? Yeah. What prevents people from saying, let's be everything to everybody. Yeah. Well, it's an awful business model. That's terrible. It's terrible. We don't want to do that. Don't do that. Everybody. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the more you can, the more you can focus and com find the common thread through everything that you do, the, the the easier it is to garner more resources, whether that be time, talent, or treasure from people. So right? you think that we should be doing more, the more of the specializing things, 
is is yeah. is the approach. Spe- uh, specializing, maybe not the word, but okay. everything relates back to this common thread. Right. So, and the YMCA can still work to be all things to all people, but the YMCA every two or three years need to figure out what's what in everything that we're doing for everybody. What is it bringing back to everyone? For instance. Everybody needs to feel a sense of achievement and relationship and belonging in their life. You can do that through the soccer program. You can do that through membership. You can do that through the coaching that you've got, you know, to how the fitness equipment works and everything. Uh, but I think, I think that's the, I mean, that's the key for all of us. Yeah. It's getting down to the back to the why. That's right. Which that's exactly, you, right. which I, I think that's something that not only is it important for organizations to do, no matter what kind of organization, this is good for your own life. That's right. It's like, why? Like, yeah. why am I, yeah. wh- why is my calendar yeah. like this? Yeah. Why you, is my... <laughs> yeah, one of, the best, one of the best devotions that came out in the, the Bible app one time is that one word devotion, where at the beginning of the year, you, you work through this you know, series of curriculum or whatever you call it, and you pull out one word that you need to be about that year. Yeah. And ev- everything that you do ties back to that one word. Yeah. Right. And I th- that, that constant state of pulling yourself out of the uh, routine that you're in and saying, what is the one thing that I need yeah. to tie, be tying everything together? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, here's what I want to know. You were there for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Then you leave. Yep. So I, I don't want to know why you left. Okay. But what, what I am curious about is... What is it like to know it's time to leave? Mm. I think a lot of people, you know, who might be listening could potentially be in a career, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. relationship, anything where like I've I've put in 13 years. I've put in eight years, seven years, ten years. It may be time to go, but how do I know it's time to go and when it's time to not go? Yeah. And I feel like that's always a crossroads that people find themselves mm-hmm. at is like Deciding, do I keep down this path? Mm-hmm. You know, I know it. I know at the back of my hand. Yeah. Or do I go down this other path, which is unknown mm-hmm. and which could be better mm-hmm. and it could be worse, but it's definitely going to be different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a great question. I, I think first and foremost, I think there's a hundred different great reasons to leave and go do something else. There's a hundred different bad reasons to leave and go do something else. And I think everything boils up to knowing self. Yeah. I've got to know me. And so for me, I, I, I know I'm always going to need to be a part of something that is developing and building and creative and fun and all those kind of things. And so it's time for me to leave when I've done everything I possibly can. Yeah. Here, right. I think there's other people who love a good routine in a job. Yeah, absolutely. I am really good at doing this one thing. Yeah. And I can do this one thing over and over and over again. So if the job starts to become something different, it may be time for me to leave. Yeah. But that, if it, but as something becomes more and more routine for me, that's when I need to get out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I know me right now, I need to leave it well. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think sometimes people leave without knowing that self awareness. So they say what I'm leaving was bad to try to justify getting out of that, right? right. Leading back to some of our culture today as yeah. well. But when I know self, I can leave really well. 
And I can add value as I'm going out too at the same time. And that's what it became for me in the why. The job was awesome, right? But we had built as big as that YMCA was going to let me build it at yeah. that point. That became abundantly clear. Yeah. And so I, 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 I needed to, I needed to roll out. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. That's that's really good. Um, and that's something that's so true for uh, today today's culture. Whether you're young and young or old, right now, and you're working, it is clear that people, and especially, I mean, we can. We often will like to kind of throw coals on the younger generations, Mm -hmm. but um, it's true, I think, for a lot of people that leaving well is is not the the vibe anymore. People leave poorly all the time now. It's like a. It's like that is the 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 more common thing that it is. You are weird to leave well. Yeah. You're weird to be like, I'm giving you proper notice. Yeah. I want to make sure that things are in yeah. place and, 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 and systems are okay as I leave. Most people are just like, I, I'm gone. What do you mean you're gone? I now live in New York. Yeah. I already have another job. Yeah. S- or, sorry. or even, <laughs> I think in one step deeper too, they will badmouth what they just left in order to feel better about their decision yeah. to go as well. I mean, uh, the... I'm a big uh, uh, Franklin Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People guy yeah. uh, and have worked with Franklin Covey um, and did for about five years. And the, the habit that I love so much is that think win-win habit. In any situation you're in, how can you make this a win-win scenario? Right. I mean, that, that paradigm is so uh, countercultural to what we've got going on right now. So play devil's advocate. Oh, welcome back, Dan. Oh, yeah. you're with us. Uh, I thought, hey, you, I thought you stepped out. I was, just, I was enjoying just listening. Dan um, just woke up. Uh, I uh, I think that whether it's true or not, I think a lot of younger generations now believe that they have more value than they feel that they're treated a lot of time too. Um. And like, yeah, I, I understand like the concept of like leaving well, but like I do feel like a lot of people don't feel like they even need to leave well because they weren't treated well there, you mm-hmm. know, or like whether, yeah. it's, whether it's real value or not, they believe that they have more value than, they, than, they're, than they're perceived uh, by their superiors. And so they'd rather just leave and go somewhere where they are valued, you know? So the, uh, if, if, if this would be an interesting conversation. Uh, if we want to go down the path of it, but the, the biblical concept, as I read the meta narrative of the Bible, oh, is did you take it? It does not matter class? how it does not. Yeah, it does not matter how you are treated. You do the best you can, right, for for others, and um, regardless of what regardless of what your flesh thinks, yeah, you you do for others that and in that so then the the conversation would be well does that does is that include my job does that include my boss does that include yeah the you know all the crap they laid out on me yeah you know when i was there surely not yeah the bible would say no absolutely and and maybe even more so right in some ways and I, i and again i don't i don't think 
I think our culture is helping fuel in this generation. I don't want to ever blame, right? We love to we love to throw stuff at the millennials and the generation Z and the digital generation and all this kind of stuff. Um and so we don't want to blast them, but I think the generation before them, that's me and and my parents, we've we've created a culture that justifies, you know, uh non-biblical concepts in some ways. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that people are, I think that if, when you look at younger generations, when you, and even the older generations, the, the way that they are being is in part because of the way that their, whatever their family system looked mm-hmm. like, it's what they said, this is the way. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they said it with their lips, they most definitely said it with their actions. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, if, if you if you saw the family members, the people who are older in your family, you know, system behave a certain way towards others, towards their work, mm-hmm. then you say, okay, you log that into your subconscious. It's like that is how that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's how life goes. Now, granted, there's friends, there's right. there's other factors that go in play in it helping us become who we are. Yeah. The books we read, the shows we watch, the music we listen to, the places we travel, all that kind of comes into play. But I think you're right. Like we can't just simply say, Well, you it's only on you, yeah. You, you know, yeah, twenty year old, oh, the reason no. that you're this way. It's like, no. It's on us. No. We, we created I, the culture no, they grew up. We, exactly. we created their adolescent experience. Yes. You know? And it's like you, yeah, there's a whole nother, it's a whole lot to talk about yeah. with that. But yeah. interesting. So, okay. So you're now doing triangle. Two. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a day job that I call my allowance job, right? That I've, so I always have something that's bringing in. Do, you, especially do kids still get allowances? Is that still a thing? Yeah, my kids do. We don't call it an allowance. They have leadership roles around the house, and then we give them oh, money. Oh, you're teaching leadership roles we early them, on. Oh, okay. yeah, we give them money. Well, we had to. I mean, when my wife decided to go back to law school, we were like, you guys like having food? You like having clean plates to eat <laughs> off of? You like having clean, you, have, you like not smelling when you go to school? Like, if mm-hmm. all those are true, you're going to have to do some stuff <laughs> up in here. So my, my oldest son does all the laundry in the house. My middle son does all the kitchen as well. I was actually asleep last night. He was finishing cleaning the kitchen. Wow. And then my little girl makes the lunches every night for wow. everybody the next day. So anyway, that's just, that, that had to happen in our house. And so because they do those jobs, those roles, yeah. they get a certain, we, it, well, it was a hundred bucks. So, what's so the, this, this is, so I'm big <laughs> on mindsets, right? I'm big on how you approach. Oh yeah. I'm big on paradigms of your lenses that you're using to view this, yeah. right? And in essence, the it is an allowance and they have roles around the house to get that allowance. However, I do not articulate it that way to them. Uh, I yeah. say, we give as part of this family, right? And the, uh, overarching everything that we're bringing in, we give you uh, some resources to steward, to have, yeah, right? And uh, we, you know, we encourage them to give some of that, you know, to learn that behavior of good stewardship of resources and everything. And that happens as being part of this family. In addition to that, as being part of this family, we also have some things we need you to help with as well uh, yeah. around the house. And so everything is about just being a part of the family and what's going on. 
and that's been especially true recently. My boys and I started a lawn care business. I love mowing grass. Cutting grass is one of my all-time favorite spiritual moments uh, in, in my life. So we are started, you a pusher or you're a rider? Oh, we're a rider. We got a big zero turn. Oh, wow. And we have a push mower too because there's some backyard you can't get into with my yeah. big zero turn. But Shirtless uh, or, or shirt on when you do those, when you do the push one. <laughs> you know, they got like... so, so far, <laughs> I've never even contemplated taking my shirt off if I was being completely honest. <laughs> but I am going to mow right after this. So, so watch <laughs> out for me, ladies. <laughs> watch out for the... Then Very albino white guy <laughs> that's coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh, who's the lawn guy? Yeah, I, don't the lawn? I don't Where's know. I don't know. Where's his shirt? I don't is, know. That should not be happening in my yard right now. What's going on? Uh, so we started a mowing business. So they, I, I have correlated that to this is what earning money is, right? Being a part of this family is different. You get resources that you steward. Yeah. That happens if they ever slack on their leadership roles, which they do around the house. We correlate that to every, everything can't happen around. When you do this, here's how it plays out into everything. We don't correlate that back to you don't get your allowance this month. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they always, good. they always get the resources to steward. I want them to do for the family because they're part of the family yeah. and we all need to move together. And I want them to understand that being part of this family also means you get resources and you get benefit from being a part of this team that we have too. And, um, and so for instance, if it got, I want them to understand if it got really bad and they were doing stuff and I wasn't able to work anymore. Well, everybody's stewardship of resources would get cut at that point. Right. Right. And it's different than just correlating. But when you come mow, here's how much you make every hour. That's right. Right. That's we, right. And we split that up and, and here's that's great. how that works. So that, that's so, funny. Yeah. So you begin to your your day job, your mm-hmm. your allowance, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. will, yeah, plate or whatever you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're describing it as. So my day job is actually changing. I'm in transition right now. Today, today on today. this on this podcast wow. is my last day with Franklin. Exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, that's we don't right. get you're many exclusives news. around you're here. We're making news. News. <laughs> there. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so this hopefully this will play later. So. <laughs> Uh, it drops. It drops today. It's live. No worries. It's live. And with the rec- track record of this podcast, you've got plenty you of got time. Plenty of time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so today, September thirtieth, uh, twenty twenty-two. How's that for a time stamp for you? <laughs> There you go, Dan. Congratulations. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it does release on a well, I'm sure. Edit that out. Yeah, we'll we'll release it soon. <laughs> um, ending a five-year stint with Franklin Covey's education division. Yeah. Uh, where I worked with uh, schools and school districts in uh, Mississippi and Tennessee, which I absolutely loved. Uh, so I'm transitioning out of that, and I start my new job on Monday, October 3rd. So wow. Friday to Monday, uh, I got the weekend to you know relax, relax. a little bit. Wow! Uh, but Monday, I start with an organization that I'm really excited about that I had never heard of, uh, who who um, came after me basically, uh, which is cool, called Admired Leadership. And I can tell you what it is pr- pretty quickly. I think. Um, uh, the founder, a guy named Randall Stutman, who uh, has was doing executive level coaching, leadership coaching before that was even a thing. Uh, I mean, has so, been doing and, it for a long, and, long time. Mm-hmm. And for those that, who who have heard that phrase before, mm-hmm. can you even give a little like here's here's what that means and what that looks like? Like yeah. people have heard executive coaching yeah. or coaching, and what when 
when you're saying, what is that? Yeah. yeah take- let me let me tell you what that is by telling you how the company approaches it. Perfect. Is that if yeah, that works? That's good. So, so Randall was asked uh, doing uh, executive coaching for a uh, CEO of a large company. Um, and the CEO during that process said, I, I, I need to learn better how to develop my people because that is going to be our limiting factor moving forward, right? And that's true across the board right now right. Uh, in our culture by that's far. Right. So I want you to identify the leaders that are out there, you know, basically. So Randall went out and he started talking to people and seeing who the leaders are. And he found that leaders fall in two different buckets across the board. One bucket is those who perform and are hitting all the measurements of whatever the organization is, right? They're hitting everything that's out there. They're blowing goals out of the water. They are uh, really looked at as a leader because they're hitting those performance measurements. The other group of leaders that he found were people who people really just loved being around. They were great influencers. They added a great deal to the culture of everything that's going on. They may or may not be performing, right? right? But people knew there was value to them, so they saw them at that. And there was a tiny little percentage of folks who were both. And the word that kept coming up as he was doing, he would say, I really admire that person, right? Because they're both performing and they're adding value to people's lives at the end of the day too. And so what he did was start tracking behaviors that those admired leaders just naturally did Mm. to become admired leaders. And he said, he, he started finding that those behaviors tracked across all the industries. Across the wow. board, whether you were music or whether you were CEO of, you know, some uh, huge, you know, firm making widgets of some sort, these admired leaders had common behavior traits that that eat out. So he said, if we can itemize these out, we can help leaders become more admired leaders by entertaining these behaviors. One step deeper of really good coaching is this, though, and that is approaching these behaviors as not techniques to get what you want, Mm. but approaching these things as things I want to engage in the rhythm and culture of every aspect of my life. So when they do come out and I use these behaviors, they are authentic, they are genuine, they are who I am, right? At the end of the day. And so the whole great coaching is about developing new habits that correlate to uh, your desire to be who you want to be at the end of the day. Uh, and so if you want to be an admired leader, somebody who performs at a high level and somebody people love being around at right. the same time, then your coaching is, here's the behavior we think we need to work on. Yeah. And we need to ingrain that. Here's how you need to start doing that, not only at work, but you need to be doing it at home. You need to be doing it at church. You need to be doing it in your third space. You need to be doing it on the golf course. Right. You need to be doing it everywhere. So it becomes habitual, yeah. right? So it becomes part of who you are, not just comes across as a technique to try to get me to do what you want me to do, uh-huh. right? And so when you say executive level leadership coaching, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about somebody who's really helping understand exactly who you are, what are the habits that you do, and and oftentimes change some of those habits to yeah. get you to act naturally in different ways when, when something comes. Yeah, that's great. And that's on Monday. That starts Monday, which I'm real excited about. So I'll be a, my official title is account executive for Ooh. them. So I'll... I'll be going Look at out. You, I'll be going out, executive, <laughs> and basically talking with folks and 
listening to them, uh, you know, and everything and, and determine basically, do, do they have a desire to become a better leader? Why do they have that desire to do that? And then tag them to this content yeah. uh, as well. So, and, and that's, uh, and I'll ask this and uh, then we'll, we'll, um, we'll start landing our plane a little bit. Okay. But um, what, uh, what have you learned in, because what you've done a lot, what, what I've picked up on in our conversations outside of this and even here today is you have untapped like the, I think a, a thing that everybody wants to do, which mm-hmm. is be a good listener. Because mm-hmm. a lot of what you do is like listening to yourself, mm-hmm. listening to others, putting it all together. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like what have been the reflections, the, the practical nuggets that you said, here's, here's how I'm working on continuing to be a good listener. Mm. Mm, that's good. That's a really great question. Um, I think, well, I mean, going back to what I was just talking about with admired leadership, in order to truly be a good listener, you have to really know why you want to be a good listener. Do I want to be a good listener because I want to come across that way to people? Or do I want to be a good listener because, gosh, dang it, I am really interested. Yeah, I am really fascinated by learning something new about this person, about this thing, about whatever's there. I really, really am interested. There may be something here that I've never, ever heard before. Yeah, I mean, that could be so exciting. And that could add value to me and that could add value to everybody that's here too, right? And so the, uh, I, and I think people, I think that's a learned skill. I think you can learn that. Mm-hmm. You learn to um, operate as a good listener from that particular why. Um, I do think it's something that comes a little more naturally to me. Why that is, I don't know. Is it, was it just inside of me when yeah. I was born? Yeah, was yeah. it because I got to experience, I mean, you looked at some of the things I got to do when I was younger. Some of the things I got to do, especially with the YMCA uh, and travel the world and everything, I just, I got to experience things and be like, this is awesome. This is so cool. This is way out of anything I've ever experienced before. This person is way different demographically and psychographically than me. That's fascinating, right? Right. And they approach this way differently than I do. And... I want to learn and, and know more about that, right? And so I think that's something that is is natural for me that I absolutely love. But I do think after, to answer your question, after time and kind of getting into what I'm get what what I get to do now, if I was to give advice on listening, that it would be that: are are you really interested in learning something new? Are you is it is it comfortable and exciting to you? to uh to potentially be brought out of whatever box that you're in. Right. Is that something that is intriguing to yeah. you or do you have value in? If not, honestly, don't try to listen mm. because you can't. When when has listening changed you? Like when can you think of a moment when you were when you were like I'm over here on this side of the fence on this thing. Yeah. And because now I've traveled here and I've listened to this person and to this person. Yeah. I've heard about their experiences. I'm now not on this side, but I'm on this side of the fence. Of yeah. 
I mean, the person that uh, I would say every intense moment of fellowship I've ever had with my wife. <laughs> very political way of putting it. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've had some time. 20 years will uh, help you out with that. Uh, in all seriousness, I think, I mean, I think over the course of time, she, she and I approach things very differently. Oh, sure. Uh, and that has been such a beautiful thing over time. And so anything I've ever done uh, when we have the time and we're not high-fiving each other as I'm waking up and she's, you know, she's, she's, going, she's going to bed and I'm waking up in the morning, I think um, uh, she always offers a whole different viewpoint on it, right? A whole different paradigm. And so if I was to answer your question, when, when, do the, when does that absolutely happen? I think uh, when you intentionally seek out somebody who you know is going to have a different paradigm to this, yeah, and listen to what they're really listen to what they're saying, um, uh, has 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 been the case there. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. I love that. I love that you love that. <laughs> P Diddy. Well, Pat. I mean, you know, and, and part of it is too is that like that's that is you know. For for many, the gift of marriage, yes, and finding a partner, mm-hmm. um, is that that person gets to, you know, push me and yeah. stretch me and grow me in ways that are unknown to me, yeah. right? And so I, I I think and I think those who who choose not to uh, be partnered in that way in marriage, um, then you have to really work hard to like create community yeah. in that way yeah. and find intimacy in connection in relationships yeah. with other people that, that, um, is kind of outside of that, you know, intimacy that happens between yeah. uh, a marriage couple. Right. That's good. So that's, uh, that's something that, um, I, I am, I, I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about your schedule and I want to get, I want to just get your reaction. This is, you know, you 20 years in a marriage, yep. right? Three kids, mm-hmm. you know, you've traveled, you've moved homes, all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure that you have married friends whose marriages operate so differently, right? Because I think about couples. Like you're getting me. Into, you're getting, yeah, this is a dangerous, <laughs> yeah. dangerous path. It's you're not dangerous path. Right not now, dangerous Patrick. path. It's not dangerous path. Because here's what's funny <laughs> to me is that there's some couples who is like they like. They cannot fathom doing things separate from each other. Yeah. They just can't even imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is couples who were new in marriage and old in marriage. It's like yeah. they cannot fathom it. Yeah. And then there's others that are like on the other side of that it's like we high five each other as I'm going to right. wake it up and you're going to bed. That's right. But we're we're so connected. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I'd say that the ones that do everything aren't so connected, but it's just like sometimes if that's what your desire is, right? Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. But sometimes you'll meet the couples that are like yearning for space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some who are in the other side that who are yearning for closeness, sure, right? Sure, sure. And so I'm wondering kind of like as you sit with friends who have a, you know, every friend group probably looks at, you know, your, y'all's relationship and you look at their, and you're just like, man. Yeah. I'm glad we have our thing. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. What's your? Yeah. I'm just. I don't know what comes. I mean, just kind of riff on that. I just wanted to see what you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where was? Where exactly was the question? It wasn't a question. (laughs) That was just rambling. (laughs) No, I. I would say what comes to mind is the beauty of serving an abundant God, where there is no, you know, very rarely in my life do I go into something and 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 search for the right right way or the the not right way sure right yeah and so the trick is the trick is um does this person help me become more self-aware and uh am i learning and becoming better because of this and if not what do we need to tweet why isn't that happening why why isn't that why why isn't that um uh, a path a goal and what do we need to do to tweak that right um, cause everything else is just a, f- a false sense of things going well. Right. Right. We have our, you know, there's been times where we've been like, well, we need to make sure we're going out on a date every week right. and everything. Yeah. Uh, that, that was long gone. I mean, we, we were, there was no way, you know, with everything we right. had going on and everything. I was like, this, this is not going to work, but that doesn't mean we can't still be connected. That doesn't mean we can't still you know, be at, at value to one another that I'm becoming more self-aware because of all of this and everything. And then, so I think the, the constant state of taking a step back and becoming more self-aware of where I am and, uh, make sure to communicate that. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, the trick. that's, that's okay. what I'd say at the end of the day. Fair enough. Yeah. That's a good way to get out of it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, do, let's do some, uh, Last round of questions here, okay? Yeah. Uh, first one is, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Hmm. What's, are these the questions you sent me ahead of time? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I looked over them. No, really, it's good. It uh, means you get to just shoot yeah, from the... Yeah, they're going to be right off the... Sh- right off the top of the dome. Uh, I think people misunderstand about me. Uh, I, I obviously do a lot of presenting and facilitation, uh, very enthusiastic about those things. Uh, but I think people misunderstand that deep down, I think I'm a bit of a closet introvert as well. Oh yeah. Um, and so I, that's why I love mowing. That's why I love going to movies by myself because, um, the presentations and facilitations and things and Hey, 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 uh, I, I, I thrive in that. I'm definitely energized by that. Um, but you put me in a room where I've got to just chit chat uh, for a bit or got to make small talk, right? Small talk is like a four letter word in my life. I, I can't, I cannot do it. And it absolutely drains oh, me. I love a small talk. Oh gosh. I love I can't just do it. small talk. I mean, it's part of the reason we got so deep so quick because I can't, I can't just, I'm not just going to shoot the shit with somebody. You know what I'm saying? For, right, for a hot right. minute. And so, uh, and, and, but my wife is incredible at that yeah. and she thrives yeah. in that. Right. And so early on in our marriage, she'd be like, let's go do such and such. I was like, I would rather stick toothpicks in my fingernails <laughs> right now than go <laughs> chit chat with Jimmy yeah. and Susie yeah. down the road. I'll, I, I have weather talked people. Yeah. 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 Into where they just, the weather, the weather, sports. Where I, I can weather talk with the best of them. I, oh I, yeah. You heard about, so oh my anything, goodness, so, weather. but that that's been a moment when, when we finally figured it when when Leanne and I finally figured it out, right? I'd be like, Leanne, I really need you to go with me to this thing tonight, and mm-hmm. I will attach myself to her. And she is unbelievable at it. I yeah. mean, she can meet anybody, she can make connections, she can yeah. 
do all this stuff and all that's, I'm not saying small talk's bad or chit chat's bad or anything. I'm just saying, uh, what's something people misunderstand about me? I will give you the impression that I'm having a great time and enthusiastic and everything, <laughs> but I'm telling you there's going to be me and a substantial <laughs> bottle of wine that takes place after this <laughs> after banquet this that we're at tonight. Yes. Right. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, what are a few of your favorite quotes? Yeah, I did see that one. Um, uh, I, I, I do love the, fro- the, the quote from Stephen Covey that says, leadership is the ability to articulate someone else's um, uh, genius and potential so clearly that they're inspired to see it in them themselves. Wow. Oh. Now say I'll say it again. The ability to articulate someone else's worth and potential, their genius, so clearly that they're inspired to see it in themselves. Right? That's 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 good. I love that quote. That's so good. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I love that. That's that's great. Now I got another one from. Oh, we got another one. Roland. Okay. Roland Barth, who is a uh, education consultant, and uh, Roland said, "You can." You can know everything about the future of a community uh, in regards to how the adults who are influencing that community are interacting together. So play that out a little bit. You look at a church or a school or any any organization that works with youth, you can know everything about the future of that community, its future leaders, by how the adults who are influencing them are interacting between themselves. You look at a church. How are the youth doing? Look at how the staff are inter- how the staff interact. Yeah. Right. Look at how the eldership interacts. Shepherds yeah. interact together. Look at a school, an elementary school. You can know everything about what the future of that school is going to look like by watching the staff and teachers interact together wow. uh, as well. So I thought that was a real, real good quote too. Yeah. You know what? I want to I want to go a little bit with that just quickly. I know. We're trying to speed through these questions. 2X. Everybody's there. Everybody 2X just like an hour ago. <laughs> I did 2X this guy. Lord, I got to yeah, get through. You got to get through. Am I ever going to get through this freaking broadcast? Lord, have mercy. But what do you, okay, so look, you've worked in education. Yeah, yeah. Nonprofits, YMCA. You've worked in churches yeah. and worked with, for and with churches. Mm-hmm. For-profit organizations. For-profit organizations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious about, you know, especially the churches, nonprofits, and schools. I feel like those those three areas right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of question marks on like what's going to be, what what will the future look like for, sure. for them? Churches, for every, you said churches, churches, schools. schools, and nonprofits. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just curious. I would say like, more of a question around uh, ed, uh, schools, so education. Yeah, education. And, and churches yeah, say, for sure. Yeah, so educated churches for sure. There are question marks. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm curious just as you, you know, I'm not looking for you to spill some tea on someone. Yeah. But I know that you've you've been in enough churches. Yeah. You've been in enough, you work with enough schools and education systems and programs where you're like, here's here's just the here's what I think about when I think about the future of these. So here's two groups. Yeah. Uh, boy, we could do a whole, we could definitely do a whole nother That'd be part two. This, that is a, this is a teaser for part two. That's something that I've, <laughs> that I think a lot about and yeah. certainly have some experience with as well. 
Um, and my, my wife and I were just having this conversation a little bit this morning too. And she said a really interesting thing that, that brought up around churches. We were talking about one church in particular. And she said, you know, we, we so often jump to making decisions uh, based on what we are trying to protect at the end of the day. What are we trying to protect? Uh, and we don't even know we're making those decisions. We don't even know that's what's driving our decision is trying to protect something. So we don't lead with that. And I said, that's a great strategic planning question for folks. What, right. what, what do you ensure you want to protect here? What's, what's non-negotiable, right? Yeah. Churches and schools are awful at leading with any planning or anything they're doing or anything with that type of question. Another way to look at it is churches and schools have an unbelievable infrastructure, and, which, which has its root in its history, has its roots in uh, staffing, in teachers, in tenureship, in, right, there's this incredible infrastructure that they do have to protect or feel they have to protect. Right. And so all of their decisions become all about protecting the infrastructure rather than doing something significant for the mission of what we've been called to do. Right. So what's the future of churches or education or any organization that has a large infrastructure that they're trying to protect? It's can they can they move into a space where they say we are willing to lose? And this is this is a research uh, statistic. Can we get into a space where we are learning to lose 30 percent of our infrastructure? However you define out that infrastructure, 30 percent of our constituents in our church, 30% of our membership, 30% of our revenue, 30% of our growth, 30% we get willing to lose 30%, then we can really do something that's going to be of significant benefit and we mm. can grow in the way we've been called to grow, whatever that is. Yeah. That, that is absolute 100% true. Now, the churches and schools and education and the way it's organized have all kinds of things against them to make that kind of a decision at the very beginning. Mm. They have all kinds of things to, that are bumping up again and making that decision. And so they revert back and say, and they, they, you know, they compromise, you know, on, on what it is. So they never really get to do the thing they need to do. They continually, they continue to survive. Right. Right. Just because of some, some of the infrastructure will naturally sustain them for a good long time but they never really do anything significant. Oh. They talk about it all the time. You'll see it on every dry race board and every planning room that's yeah. out there. Right? Yeah. Ooh. We what can are, dive into that. What are more. albums everyone should listen yeah, to? Yeah, there's a car pivot. <laughs> there's a pivot for you. <laughs> Is Patrick just reading these off? Well, you now know for sure. <laughs> it's the speed round. <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> Yeah, what are uh, albums everyone should listen yeah, to? Yeah, so when I talk about small talk and chit-chat, <laughs> that really drains me. These are those types of questions for me. Although, I will say, Dan, your music requests so ben. far are... Uh, you ben. call him Dan? It's all good. It's I thought good. you said Dan I didn't want to stop the flow. It's all good. No, yeah. It's all good. That actually happens a lot. I was that just making third. the other one... That you get called Dan? Yeah, Dan a lot. So <laughs> I wasn't too. bothered by it. The well, other I one... Watch out, I think he said Dan. The, the other one is Bear. No, I like Bear. So here's... I, <laughs> I wasn't asking if you... What? Is Bear on the table? Should I be, 
Yeah. Patrick said, do you think I should go by bear from here, from here on out? That's what he that's what But he does that mean to change your content to bear? Sure. <laughs> okay, so I have enjoyed the albums that Bear has recommended up until this, up until this point as well. Oh, cool. What's hilarious is when I came in and, and I said, you, I said, what's your name again? You said, Dan. I said, I could have sworn that dude's name was Ben. I really did think that. Uh, maybe uh, I, I think it, what it must be is the way I'm he telling people. Like, he really is. That's why like for That's a while him. I started going by Benjamin just uh, to try to clear, to try the to clear air. air. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then as I get to know you more, I'm it's like, okay. I, that dude's it's spirit okay. animal is a bear. Ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> Strong bear vibes over there for sure. No albums. Uh, I listen. I love. I like listening to things that other people recommend. Oh yeah, uh, right. That goes back to a common thread that yeah. you've probably seen in me. Right. I love. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why they like that. I wonder what's you know. Yeah. So I love uh, operating from uh, different different music for sure. Um, I wouldn't even know. I mean, the, so the album a, that I, I'll tell you that yeah. if I was to pick an album, which I don't, I don't know much about music, sure. nor do I know artists or anything like that. But the album that I absolutely love is the new uh, uh, soundtrack to uh, Elvis, the new Elvis movie that oh, came nice. out. Yeah, it's got awesome. Uh, I've uh, heard that. It's got all of the good Elvis music that's there. But the guy who played Elvis sings some of them. He's oh, really great that's too. Great. And then some hip hop artists did some remixes of the Elvis tracks oh, that yeah, are in there yeah, too. That's right. It is. And some of those are really, really good. I okay. really enjoy those. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. good. My, my uh, go-to uh, karaoke song is uh, rapper's delight. If that, that helps the cause. Yeah. We're well. going karaoke soon. Yeah. Uh, we got to see that live. Don't sing it. Bring uh, it. What would always make you laugh? <laughs> uh, my wife will always make me laugh. Uh, and watching my, watching my wife, enjoy something just it is always makes me laugh right now too that's awesome um and she loves so this is a weird way to answer your question yeah uh the catalyst for her laughing and thinking something's hilarious is somebody tripping and falling yeah or even the <laughs> thought of that like, we'll be in church or a graduation <laughs> ceremony or something where real formal and everything and she will just start giggling and I'll turn to her, I'll go, you're imagining that person tripping, aren't you? She's like, yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and uh, so, and our kids have gotten hurt before <laughs> falling, like seriously hurt. Like we've got, we're going to have to go to the ER, oh, no. but we got to wait because mom went into the other room. She's laughing She's so laughing so, well, at least went to the other room. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So she just, yeah. And she's, uh, she's so locked into school right now yeah. that it's, it's, even more enjoyable when she starts That's good. enjoying some. One or two books people should read. Um, emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Okay. Uh, he wrote the book on emotional intelligence. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, the other one I, I, I got a lot out of is The Art of Self-Deception. Ooh. The Art of Self-Deception. I, I can't remember the author off the top of my head. Love but, that title. Yeah. Uh, and it, it talks about how... It, it digs into emotional intelligence and things, but it really digs into how we can get ourselves into a box and we don't even know it sometimes. And we got to break ourselves out of the box before we can really do anything uh, impactful that's as great. well. And then, and then my book that's coming out next year as well. Oh, we we'll that, that. that's part two, yeah. part two. Let's say part two. Uh, if you had to leave Nashville forever, uh -huh. where, uh, what would be some of the must to 
go to places she would have to like, like travel or move. If you had to leave Nashville, where are the spots? Your final Nashville where are your tour. final Nashville places, restaurants. Oh, in Nashville. In Nashville. Yeah. If you good, had to leave goodbye tour. You gotta do your oh, goodbye tour. Oh, I see. Where where are you going? Man, I'm not I'm not gonna be good. That's fine. It's whatever it's your Nashville. Yeah. It's you leaving. It's like y'all have got to leave. You gotta go. Yeah. You're going to I've loved the Urban Grub restaurant. Uh, if you've ever been oh, there, oh yeah, it's really those pork, good. Those pork fries, the, the pork fries are good, and the, the sorry Ben, you can't have those. <laughs> the double pork. The, the, it is Nashville. That is true. <laughs> sorry, Bear, you're not you're not sorry, invited. Bear. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, double pork chops really good uh, over that way. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, nothing else comes to mind. I, I do. So when, you, when I'm you're in going to Urban Grub and when, then you're out. Yeah. When I, <laughs> that's exactly. That's my I'm out. Hey, guys, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Find, yeah. You'll find me at Urban Grub find Friday night, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's what you got. And I'm out of here. That's what I got. Deuces. <laughs> Wes, out. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, because when I'm in Nashville, I'm doing... I'm a glorified Uber driver for my kids to all their yeah. activities, right? Uh, which I absolutely love. So yeah. I don't, I, I don't do Nashville well. Okay, I would say. Okay, I could do Urban Nashville Grove. better. That's good. We can work on that. Okay. And finally, what, uh, what's one of the keys to a good life? Yeah, contentment. Yeah, finding, seeking contentment, shalom, right? An intense yeah. feeling of peace in any circumstance that comes your way. So bad, good, doesn't matter. Contentment is always available if we want to seek after it, right? Yeah. And so what's the key to the good life? In any, per, with any person, in any place, with anything, taking a step back and thinking, how, where is the contentment in this moment for me? Um, that's the key. Great. Thank you, Wes. Thank you. Thank you, Bear. I appreciate it. Dan, you're one of my favorite people <laughs> ever. And uh, tell Ben I said hello. I will. You can. No, I will not. <laughs> all right. We'll see you. We'll see you all soon. Peace. <laughs>